Acts chapter 28, and I'm going to read a, a, a few verses, just verses 1 through 6. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. But look at verse 5. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Mm -hmm. How be it? When they looked, when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after that they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds. First they said he's a murderer. There's no doubt this man is a murderer and vengeance is caught up with him. Now they said he's got to be a god. First he was a murderer, then they said he's a god. I want you to notice when we take up this portion of scripture, we're actually kind of on the end of something. In Acts 27, Paul the apostle had told the people not to sail. He said, don't go. Don't go on this journey. He said, if you go on this journey, he said, you are going to get into trouble. They didn't listen to him, and they got in trouble. Yeah. Paul ends up on this island, and they end up on this island. The ship is broken, and, and when they end up on this island, Paul gets bit by a poisonous snake, a viper, a venomous beast that the islanders knew was poisonous. And they knew that it was deadly to be bitten by this serpent. And when Paul was bitten by it, they expected him to swell up and die. That's what they expected. And the Bible says when he should have. Look at your neighbor and say should have. Should have. He should have swollen or fallen down dead quickly. He should have, but he didn't. Tell your neighbor, I should have, but I didn't. It should have killed me, but it didn't. Oh, hallelujah. It should have killed me, but it didn't. Oh, hallelujah. You know, some of you today, if you were just honest enough about it to tell the truth, some of you shouldn't be here today. Some of you shouldn't be in this house today singing about the blood, talking about the blood, and lifting up the name of Jesus. Because if the devil had his way, you'd be dead. If the devil had his way, you'd have got killed in a car wreck. If the devil had his way, you'd have been overdosed on drugs. If the devil had his way, you'd be in a crazy house somewhere right now. Not even know your name, but the devil didn't have his way. I wish somebody would just say, thank God. Thank God that the devil didn't get his way. It should have killed. Oh, hallelujah. I should have died, but I lived. I'm still here. Why don't you tell your neighbor, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Now I want you to look at your other neighbor. Tell your neighbor. 
Come on, tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. You just got to shake it off. You got to shake it off. You just got to shake it off. That's right. Hallelujah. Hey, the Bible says that Paul shook it off into the fire. Amen. Amen. Paul said to these people, he said, I don't want you to sell. I perceive God has given me an understanding and, and a perception that this voyage is going to be with a lot of trouble, but they didn't listen to him. How many know some of you got in some trouble that you could have avoided if you just listened? Some of you, you know, well, let's all be honest about it. We could have avoided a whole lot of mess if we would have just listened. But sometimes we're just stubborn. We just got to do it our own way. That's right. So here they end up in a mess and they end up in a storm. And the Bible said they sailed into this storm and it was a grievous storm. And in this storm it said they, they got to the point where they said, look, we got to get rid of everything in the ship that we don't have to have. And they threw everything out of the ship. They threw the tackling out of the ship. They threw everything out of the ship that they could get rid of. Hey, how many of those ain't nothing like a storm to show you what's not necessary in your life? There's nothing like a good, strong storm to show you what you can live without. There's a whole lot of stuff that we gather along our lives that when you get in a storm, you start saying, oh, okay, I can, I can make it without that. I can make it without this. I can make it without, oh, no, I can't make it without my Bible. I got to have my Bible. I can't make it without my Bible. I can throw this out, throw that out. I can throw this out and that out, but I've got to hang on to the Word. The storm will show you what's most important in your life. They threw everything out. It was unnecessary. And the ship was destroyed. Paul told them there's going to be trouble. They didn't listen. The ship was destroyed. How many ever went through a shipwreck? You know, let's just be honest. We're just being honest here today. Shipwrecking marriage. Shipwrecking business. Shipwrecking family relationships. You know, hopes and dreams and plans and things that we worked on and we planned and we put together and all of a sudden shipwrecked. Broken. Hearts are broken. Lives are broken. Dreams are broken. Marriages are broken. Homes are broken. And you find yourself in a shipwrecked condition. But the Bible says they made it to land on boards and broken pieces of the ship. Somebody ought to just lift your hands right now and say, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I may be broken, but I'm going to make it. Oh, yeah. I may be broken, but I'm going to make it. I'm still coming. I'm wounded, but I'm still coming. I've been, I've been divorced, but I'm still coming. I've been in prison, but I'm still coming. Man, I've been through some hell, but I'm still coming. I'm bleeding, but I'm still coming. They lied on me, but I'm still coming. I've been stabbed in the back, but I'm still coming. Man, I'm crying, but I'm still coming. I'm weeping, but I'm still coming. My hands are bleeding, but I'm still coming. I'm going to make it. If I have to make it on broken pieces, I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. I feel a Holy Ghost in here today. I feel a God. I'm going to make it, Spirit. I'm going to make, tell your neighbor I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it, hallelujah. I'm going to make it just to tell the devil he's alive. Hallelujah. I'm going to live long enough to give him a headache. I know. I'm struggling, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Now, they made it to land, 
and they made it through the storm, even though it should have killed them, they made it. And sometimes, to be honest about it, some of the storm is our own fault. I mean, not all the time, but sometimes it's our own fault. But thank God, God is merciful anyway. And he made it. He'd bring you through, and they made it. And I'm just glad I made it. Some of it was the devil, some of it was me. <laughs> some of it was people. But the bottom line is I'm just glad I made it. I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Tell your neighbor I'm still breathing. Now check your neighbor and say, are you still breathing? I'm still breathing. They made it through the storm. I'm here. And, and they made it through the storm. And Paul starts to gather sticks for the fire. And out of the sticks, a viper comes out. And it fastens onto Paul's hands. Now, this was no easy, breezy, cover girl bite. This was a deadly bite. This thing was hooked onto his hand. Because it intended to kill him. Yeah, the devil intended to kill you. He intended for that divorce to take you out. He intended for that heartbreak to take you out. He intended to kill you and kill me. And they looked and they expected to see him fall down dead. Swell up and fall down dead. Now I know this is going to shock some of you today. But not everybody is your friend. (laughs) And I know it's going to shock some of you today. But even in the church every brother ain't for the brother. I don't hate, I hate to be the one to have to tell you that, but it's a fact. There are some brothers that ain't all together for you. Yeah. And there's some people that are really wanting you to fall. There's some people that are watching you anticipating your fall. You get saved, man. You come down. You get saved. God delivers you from drugs. God delivers you from alcohol. God delivers you from 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 perversity. And you come down. You give your life to God. And you got people in the church that I'm gonna watch him. I know. I give him. I give him three months. Three months. I give him two months. Instead of saying, instead of saying, you know what, we gotta really pray for them. We gotta really, we gotta join together and create an environment for them so they can grow in God. Instead, they start watching and they start criticizing everything. See, everybody ain't for you. There's some people that are watching you, anticipating your fall. Uh-huh. So they can rejoice and say, I knew he wouldn't make it. I knew she wasn't going to make it. I knew they'd never make it through that divorce. I knew they'd never make it through that accusation. I never knew they'd make it through that through that storm and through that problem. I knew they weren't going to make it. And they're just waiting for you to fall over and fall down dead so they can rejoice. And say, uh-huh, I told you. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I'm going to make it. They're waiting to celebrate your downfall and celebrate your breakdown. See, they, the Bible said that he should have fallen down. In other words, it means they've seen things like this before. Yeah. And the result had been the same. Anytime anyone had been bitten like this, it resulted in death. And so when, so when Paul got bitten by that snake, they were looking at him through past experiences, yeah. and they said, this is the way it always happens. They swell up, and then they fall over. 
Hallelujah. He should have swollen and fallen down dead. Medical science says about you, you should have died. Every legal advisor would say about you, you should have died. You shouldn't have made it through what you went through. Natural circumstances say you shouldn't have made it. It should have killed you. It should have killed you. You should be in a mental institute. You, yeah, strung out on drugs. You should have quit the church. You should have turned your back on God. You should have went out and shot somebody. Yeah, that's a, that's the way most people would have reacted. Said you you should have, but but he didn't. Yeah, come on, come on. He, might, he, he should have. See, people looked at him and said, we saw this in the past, and this was the results of it. And they said he should have, but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. And I came to tell somebody today that not only are you going to make it. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to make it. Tell your neighbor I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. But not only are you going to make it, not, a, not only are you going to make it, but if you'll hang in with God, you're going to get to the other side, and you're not even going to look like you've been through what you came through. When you come through the other side, you, the children of Israel went through the Red Sea, but when they came out the other side, they didn't even have mud between their toes because they did not look like they've been through what they've been through. I'm telling you, God is going to bring you out, and he's going to bring you out with a shine on your face, with a dance in your heart, uh, with a dance in your step, uh, and the only difference is going to be you're going to have a greater testimony. You're going to have a greater faith. Uh, you're going to have a greater confidence uh, that God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Uh, and if God started this thing, He is going to finish it in grand style. He didn't bring me this far to leave me. I'm coming out and I'm coming out better I went in but I'm coming out and I'm coming out with a shout I'm coming out with a dance yeah for a little while the, the, the Egyptian army closing in on the children of Israel and it looked like they were going to overtake them but you know what they did? They did something really powerful. They kept on walking. They just kept on walking. They said, Moses, the Egyptian army is coming in behind us. What do we do? He said, keep walking. Keep walking. Keep on walking. Hey, hey, we over. We complicate things sometimes. What do you do? What do I do when all hell's breaking is keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on praying. Keep on praising. Keep on giving. Keep on sowing. Keep on going to church. Just keep on doing what you know how to do. And while they were walking, God was working. Yes, he Somebody missed a good place to shout. I said, while they were walking, God was working. While they kept on walking, God was working. And behind them, the wall of water started to fall back in on the Egyptian army. And all they had to do was walk. Tell your neighbor, I believe I can do that. I believe I can walk. While they were walking, the enemy was drowning. You just got to keep on walking. And when God gets through blessing you, ain't gonna look like you've been through what you've been through. Somebody said, Well, you don't know, preacher. Pastor, man of God, you just don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through with this job. 
You don't know what I'm going through with this sickness. You don't know what I'm going through with this financial struggle. You don't know what I'm going through with this marriage. You don't know what I'm going through. Well, you ought to shout right there. You just prophesied your destiny. He said, what, what do you mean by that? You said, I'm going through. He said, I'm going through. See, you missed that part right there. I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through. Well, I don't know all that you're going through, but I know what you're going to. going through when the three Hebrew children came out on the other side tell your neighbor the other side I may be in the middle of a test right now but if I'm in the middle of a test you know what that means I'm halfway through to my testimony if I'm in the middle of my test that means I'm halfway through to my testimony so here's the thing here's what I look at if I'm in the middle of my test and I'm halfway through to my testimony, then I'm working on my testimony. So you gotta have a test to have a testimony. That's right. If you ain't never had no test, all you got is the moanies. Moanies, the blues. That's right. True. I'm working on my testimony. Some of you ought to be shouting right now because you got a big testimony coming. <laughs> yeah, we praising God right now. You say, I'm going through the hell right now. I'm in the middle of the big, biggest hell of my life. Woo! That's shouting grounds right there. You got a big testimony coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel a running. Somebody should have told those three men that threw them in. Because the same fire that the three Hebrew children walked through killed the three men that threw them in. Came out the door and killed them. No, God did not take the heat out of the fire, but he walked through it with them. My God, somebody ought to praise him right now. No, you say, I feel the heat. Well, God never said he's going to take the heat out of the fire. But he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll go with you all the way. I want you to look at somebody and tell them it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. Glory to God, the devil is a liar. It's not going to kill you. I shouldn't be here right now if the devil had his way, but, but I made it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul shook off that beast into the fire. And when he shook it off, it wasn't any wimpy wave of the hand. Oh, Mr. Beast, venomous, poisonous viper, would you please remove your fangs from my hand? Oh, come 
Come on, you can't talk to the devil that way. You can't talk to the devil that way. Come on. You know what Paul did? He shook the beast off into the fire. Get off my hand. I don't know how many times he shook it. Nobody did. In the Bible, doesn't say if he shook it one time or if he shook it ten times. But I'll tell you what. If you're shaking for your life. Come on. When you start shaking for your life, it don't matter if it's one time or a hundred times. You shake it till you get the thing off. That thing was sucking the life out of him. And he had to shake it off. It had attached itself to Paul. He had to become aggressive about it. There's some things you got to be aggressive about. I'm talking about being aggressive. You got to be aggressive with drugs. You got to be aggressive with alcohol. You got to be aggressive with perversity. You got to be aggressive with spirits and attitudes. You got to be aggressive. You can't let them attach themselves to you because they will kill you. You gotta shake it off. Tell your neighbor, shake it off. Shake it off. You gotta shake it off. You gotta shake off despondency. You gotta shake off discouragement. You gotta shake off resentment. You gotta shake off fear. You gotta shake off doubt. You gotta shake off suicide. You gotta shake off anger. You gotta shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. You gotta shake it off. You gotta be aggressive about it. You got to shake it off. You got to shake off dead religion. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. I'm talking about shaking it. Shake shake for your family. Yes. Amen. Shake for your children. Shake for your grandchildren. Amen. Shake for your ministry. Shake for your finances. Tell your neighbor there's a whole lot of shaking going on. A whole lot of shaking. Shake. 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 A whole lot of shaking going on. Hallelujah. Amen. You know the Bible says that Samson, before the Spirit of God would come on him, and he was powerfully anointed, but before that anointing would come upon him, there was something he did. He would shake himself. And the last time he said, I will go out as at other times, and I will shake myself. Sometimes you got to shake yourself. You know, people will sit there in their seats uh, acting like if God wants them to do anything, he's just going to get them up off their seat and jerk them up and run them around the church. Sometimes you've got to get up and shake yourself. Shake yourself. Tell your neighbor, shake yourself. Shake yourself. And when Samson shook himself, it was a signal to God. It was a signal to the anointing. I'm, I'm ready to go to work. Come on, somebody just shake your hand or something. Is anybody ready to go to work? Take it out. Yes. It was a signal. I'm ready to go to work. And then the anointing would come upon me. Yes, amen. That's the reason some of you ain't been anointed in a long time. They're just waiting on God to do it. Well, God knows where I live. I'm sitting on this. This is the same seat I've been on for 50 years. He wants me to do anything. He knows how to get to me. All he has to do is let me know what he told you 30 years ago. I'm just waiting on the Lord to come by. The Lord's done been by many, many times. You know, the Bible said Jesus went to Jericho. Said he went in Jericho, came out of Jericho, nothing happened. 
Nothing happened, but there was a blind man outside of Jericho. And he didn't sit there waiting for Jesus to come to him. He started crying. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. All those people in Jericho, Jesus just passed them by. Not a miracle, not a headache healed, not a body healed, not a life changed. But when he got to the other side, somebody stopped him. Somebody put some activity into it. Somebody began to shake. Lord, have mercy yes. on me. Yes. You know the rest of the story. He got his eyesight back. Followed Jesus in the way. There's something about this shaking. It activates the anointing. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's something more to it than that. Shaking is not enough. You've got to be close to the fire when you shake. Oh, yeah. You got, you got to be close to the fire when you shake. There's a whole lot of people that are still shaking from something they had 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But the Spirit's done departed. So I'm telling you what, I believe in running and jumping and shouting and hollering and hooping. But hooping and hollering and running and jumping and shouting ain't all the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on. You can go to the ball game and they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no Holy Ghost there. Holy Ghost ain't moving on them, but there's something moving on them. It's emotions. I believe in all that. I believe in, in the emotions, but it's not enough. I can shout without the anointing. I can I can dance without the anointing. I can people can do those things, but you gotta be close to the fire. If you want to get rid of Things that are trying to kill you. You got to be close to the fire. And when Paul shook, he didn't just shake, but the Bible said he shook it off into the fire. Mm. Uh, yeah, he shook it off into the fire, and the fire burned him up. You see, we we got to get close to the fire. So I, I still I'm convinced today the only thing that can destroy the devil's power is the fire of God. Come on. We still serve a God that answers by fire. Yeah. Just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you living close enough to the fire? Woo! Is there fire in your church? Is there fire in your home? If the only time you pray is when you get to church, you need to come to the altar. If the only time you have church is when you come to church, you need to come to the altar. Your, your house should be a church. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. There should be an altar in your home. Man. Yeah. Your walls should hear you pray. If you got children and grandchildren, they should be hearing you pray in the home. Your walls should be stained with the breath of prayer being prayed. In your home, your house should testify. This is a house of prayer. Jesus said, my house shall be called of all nations a house of prayer. There's something about prayer that changes things. Yeah. Something about prayer that shifts the atmosphere. Yeah. It should have killed me, but I shook it off. <laughs> it should have killed me, but I got close to the fire, and the fire delivered me. <laughs> Hallelujah. It should have killed Paul. They expected him to die, but he shook it off into the fire, and the fire destroyed the thing that was trying to kill Paul. Somebody today. The devil sent something out to try and destroy you. He sent something out to try to kill you, to attach itself to you, and to kill you, to drain you of your life and your, your spirit, your faith in God. 
But it's not going to kill you. Tell your neighbor, it's not going to kill me. Because I'm turning up the heat. It's not going to kill me because I'm turning up the heat. See, I, you got to turn up the thermostat. Just go like this. Just crank that thermostat up right there. You might, you might want to move over just a little bit right now because I'm getting ready to turn up the heat. You might, you might want to give me just a little space because I'm getting ready to turn up the heat. Well, I'm, I'm getting ready to praise God like I haven't praised Him in a long time. I'm getting ready to lift Him up and glorify His name. I'm getting ready to give Him some glory and give Him some praise. I'm getting ready to break out. I know some of you know what a Holy Ghost dance is. I know some of you know what a Holy Ghost shout is. I know some of you know what it is. You've seen what they used to call them holy rollers, my God. They used to roll across the front of the floor. It might have been a while, but I still believe if that same Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, you might roll, you might jump, you might run, you might shout, you might fall out flat on your back or on your face. But there's going to be some kind of reaction to the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Oh, my high, I'm praising, I'm praising, I'm praising. I'm praying. I don't have time to be cute. I've got to praise him. I don't have time. Do you know that praise doesn't have to be pretty, pretty to be powerful? Amen. Praise doesn't have to be pretty to be powerful. That's right. You don't have to be theatrical to get God's attention. It doesn't have to be perfectly choreographed to get God's attention. You can praise God through tears streaming down your face. Job lost everything he had. Shaved his head, fell on his face, and the Bible said he worshiped God. He worshiped God in the middle of his pain. In the middle of his pain, he praised God. Paul and Silas, in the middle of their pain, in the middle of a deep, dark, dank prison, the Bible says they began to lift up their voices and they began to sing praises unto God. And it wasn't the kind of praise that people want to talk about today where they just say, well, I have a thankful heart. My heart is praising God all the time. The devil is a liar. It ain't really praise if it don't come out your mouth. The Bible said the prisoners heard them singing praises unto God. The prisoners heard it. It doesn't say they liked it. I ain't asking you to like my praise. It doesn't say they joined in with them. It doesn't say they helped them. It said they heard them. They, I'm going to tell you, there's something about praise that's powerful. You don't know how powerful praise is. You don't know how powerful your praise is. While they were praising God, and it doesn't say the prisoners had anything to do with it, they helped them join in or even liked it, all of a sudden God said, on the basis of your praise, Paul and Silas, on the basis of your praise, I'm going to do something that's going to affect everybody in this prison. And the Bible said he sent an earthquake, shook the foundations of the prison, every door flung open, and every prisoner's bands were loose. I wish somebody praised the Lord right now for your drug addict son. Praise the Lord for that son who's incarcerated today. That daughter who's incarcerated today. That son or that daughter who's bound in sexual perversion. You just need to praise God right now. This praise is for you, son. This praise is for you, homosexual. This praise is for you, lesbian. This praise is for you, drug addict. Come on, church. Come on, church. Just praise God for a minute. There's somebody who needs your praise. There's somebody on the edge of suicide. And your praise is going to turn it around. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. 
You're a mighty God. You're a great God. You're worthy of praise. Hallelujah. You don't know the power of your praise. You don't know the power of your praise. While they praise, God began to move. While they praise, God opened prison doors. Uh, you should have killed me, but I'm still here. I know I don't deserve it, but I'm still here. I know the devil meant it for evil, but God said he's turning it around for my good. I know it feels like shipwreck, but I'm still here. I know what it feels like to be bitten by the serpent, but I also know what it feels like to shake that snake off into the fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. If the devil had his way, you know you'd be dead. If the devil had his way, you know you'd be dead. You'd be dead at least in your spirit. You'd be dead in your emotions. You'd be dead in your relationships. If the devil had his way, you'd be dead. You might be in a mental institution. You might be in a hospital somewhere with your organs all shut down. But God, God was good to you. God was merciful to you. It should have killed me, but it didn't. It should have killed me, but it didn't. I'm still here, and I'm still here to give him praise. I'm still here to lift him up and magnify him. You see, the devil blew it. He blew it. He should have killed me while he had me down. He should have killed me while I was down. But he blew it because I still got breath. And if I got breath, I got a praise. And if I got a praise, I got a way out. Because my praise will bring me out. My praise will bring me out of anything. My praise will bring me out of any prison. It'll bring me out of any deep, dark hole. It'll bring me out. Amen. I tell you, neighbor, I got a praise. Devil, you bit me, but I'm shaking it off. Hey! Uh, it hurt, but I'm shaking it off. I felt it, but I'm, I can't lie. I did feel it. I ain't going to lie about it. I felt it. Don't tell me that Paul didn't feel those pains when they went into his hand. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that he didn't feel that pain. Of course he felt it. He was human. He felt the pain, but he shook it off. I felt the pain. I know what it feels like to go through heartbreak. I know what it feels like to lose somebody close to you. I know what it feels like to be stabbed in the back. I know what it feels like to have somebody walk out on you and reject you and turn their back on you. I know what it feels like, but I know what it is to shake it off into the fire and get delivered from it and keep on walking and have a testimony. Thank God I made it. I was bit, but I wasn't beat. <laughs> I cried a while, but I'm shaking it off. You knocked me down, but I'm up again. I ain't denying the pain. It was a good shot, devil. And it was well placed. And it hurt for a while, but I'm up again. Ah, yeah, it was well executed, devil. But I'm back. And I can't spend the rest of my life crying about what you did to me. So I'm just going to shake it off and keep on moving. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm just going to shake it off and keep on moving. I want everybody to get on your feet right now. Hey. Hey. I'm just going to shake it off and keep on moving. Some of you have been through some stuff in this house. Some of you felt the devil's fangs sink into your flesh. Sink into your family. Sink into your relationships. Sink into your ministry. Sink into your heart. 
And it'd be a lie to stand here today and say, I didn't heal it. It'd be a lie to stand here today and say, it didn't hurt because it did. Because we're human. But I like it. Every time Paul looked down at his hand, from that day on, and he saw that mark where those old fangs went into his hand. And how many knows we got some scars? I got some scars. But how many know every time Paul looked down at that hand and he saw those marks where those fangs went in, it was a reminder that the devil couldn't make it stick. Glory to God. If he could have made it stick, I'd have quit the church. I'd have turned my back on God. I'd be on drugs. I'd be strung out. I'd be a murderer. I don't know what I'd be. I'd be rebellious. I don't know what I'd be. But every time I look at those cars, I'm reminded, devil, you couldn't make it stick. I'm not denying that it hurt. I'm not denying that you bit me. I'm not denying that I cried a while, that I fell down, and it knocked the breath out of me. But I'm up again, and you couldn't make it stick. And you got hell to pay because I'm not quitting. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody just shake you. Just give a shaker. Just give a shaker. Shaker. What am I doing? I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. I gotta shake it off. I, I can't let it settle on Hallelujah. me. I can't let it stay on me. It'll make me angry. It'll make me bitter. It'll fill me full of hate and resentment. I can't let it stay on me. It'll ruin my life. I gotta shake it off. I got places to go. I got people to see. I got things to do. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I gotta shake it off. Come on, I feel something in this house right now. I feel God doing something right now. I feel God doing something. Hallelujah, somebody's been bit. The devil thought he was going to take you out. And you've been bit. But you weren't beat. You're still here. And you're still breathing. Yeah. I got a breath. I got breath. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to praise Him. Not because I've never had any trial. Not because I've never had any problems. Not because I never felt any pain. But because God's been faithful. God's been good. God's been faithful. I want you to take just a minute today. I want you to lift your voice to me all over this building. And I want us to go into a high praise today. I want us to go into a high praise today because God's been good. It doesn't mean the devil ain't real. It doesn't mean that he hasn't done stuff and he hasn't, it hasn't hurt. But what it means is I'm going to praise God anyway. Because God is still good. God is still faithful. God's still deserving. Come on. Come on. Just lift your voice right now and begin to praise Him. You can praise Him. you got a praise in you. you got breath. you got praise. God, I thank you. Everybody, anybody can praise God. The only requirement for praising God is breath. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. 
I'm telling you something is going to turn in your praise right now. Something is going to turn in your praise right now. Something is going to turn in your praise. Something is going to open up. Something is going to break off. Something is going to come loose. Oh, something's been trying to drain you. Something's been trying to steal your joy and steal your peace. Oh, it's going to come off of you right now in your praise. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, Lord. 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 Some of you praising like you ain't got no problems. Praising like you ain't got no prisons. Praising like you ain't never been bitten by the devil. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to praise you till I break it off my children. I'm going to praise you till I break it off my family. I'm going to praise you till I break it off my ministry. I'm going to praise you till I break it off my church. I'm going to praise you till I break it off my mind. I'm going to praise you. Praise you. For this is the day, saith the Lord, that I have chosen. I have come into your midst this day, saith the Lord. And I have brought a word of deliverance into your midst. Yea, I have brought a word of deliverance into your heart and into your life. This day I have given you the authority and I've given you the power to rise above everything that the devil has said or done to you or against you. This very day I have put the weapon of praise in your reach. Yea, reach out today. Take hold of the weapon of praise, saith the Lord, and you will see that my hand is not shortened, that I cannot save. You will see that I am able to do what I said that I would do. I will do it in your family. I will do it in your home. I will do it in your ministry. I will do it in your lives. I'll do it in your finances. I'll do it in your marriage. If you will just praise me, saith the Lord, even this very day, this very hour, I will shift you to another level. I will shift you to another place in the glory. I will shift you to another anointing and you will see the glory of my hand and the glory of my power. Praise me this day, saith the Lord, and see if I will not do what I said I would do.
whether the devil did it to us or we gave him the tools and let him whack us with them. It doesn't matter. God is still good. He's merciful. And God told me to tell you today that he loves you. He said to tell you, I love her. And he said to tell you that he has a plan for your life. He always has. And it's only the mercy of God that you're here today. But if the devil had his way, you wouldn't be here. I can see back through your life that there's been a few times that you'd be gone. Yeah, you'd be gone. Yeah. I like to have in my spirit. I just look back there. I see you be gone. But you know, looking at you in the natural from my eyes, you don't look that way. And you know why? Because God says you're dressed for where you're going instead of where you've been. You're dressed for where you're going instead of where you've been. Because God's plan for you is good. God's getting ready to do some good stuff in your life. And for, for a lot of the and a lot of the loss that you've experienced, God said there's some restoration coming to your life. Just lift your hands. Father, God, I thank you for this dear lady. I thank you, Lord, that you have brought her a mighty long, long way, God. Lord, and the devil tried, but he couldn't take her out because you kept your hand on her, God. Now, God, I thank you for restoration, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for bringing her to a place of 